It's the latest on the two Michaels. And it's really been a war of words between Canada and China since their release. Speaking on the closing day of the United Nations General Assembly yesterday, here's our Foreign Affairs Minister, Mark Garneau, who thanked Canada's allies. I want to recognize the support of our many international partners in standing with these Canadian citizens, as as well as those who helped in developing and signing the Declaration on Arbitrary Detention in State-to-State Relations. All right, for more on this, let's welcome in Laurie Turnbull, political scientist at Dalhousie University, who joins us now here on Global News Radio. Laurie, good afternoon. Nice to have you back with us. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me here. All right. Uh, what did you make, first of all, of uh, Mark Garneau's uh, comments at the U.N. Uh, yesterday? He did thank, as we just heard, Canada's allies, but also had some tough words for China. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I wasn't surprised at all. I think that it's it's really important at this point for us to to draw this this whole thing to a close. I think, you know, it's it's a pivotal moment now in that. Up until this point, there was really no way forward for a relationship with Canada and China. Like, this was the thing that had to be resolved. And so, yeah, at this point, um, we thank our allies because without them, we wouldn't be in this situation. But at the same time, even though the two Michaels are home now, there's still a lot of uncertainty about our relationship with China. Where do we go from here? We like to to think of trying to build trust at this point is, is just really, really difficult. And so... And we can see, right, like the, the word exchange between Canada and China at the UN yesterday was very much, you know, two very different accounts of what happened and why. So thank goodness the two Michaels are home, but definitely this is not the end of that, that you know, tension in the relationship. Yeah, tensions are high. I mean, they're so high right now between the two countries, between us and China. So what is, do you think, Canada's next best move? I mean, do we need to turn the temperature down? Do we both need to walk away for a little while? Uh, what do you think Canada's next move should be, Lori? I think that whatever we do, you know, has to be along this theme of multilateralism. There is no role for Canada to play at all unless it is in concert with our partners. And we, you know, we're aware of that. And that's, I think, that's on the mind of the five eyes, um, you know, obviously the United States, I think we there has been a new approach and a new opportunity that has been made by the Biden administration. I don't think we'd be where we are today if it wasn't for the Biden administration. And so, like, he campaigned on multilateralism. That was a big part of his inauguration speech when he became president. I think he, that's where his focus is in terms of how the U.S. deals with China, because there is it's got to be, you know, the the geopolitical situation is shifting all around to be able to counter the rise of China. And so for Canada, like we aren't a big power, you know, we're not, we're not the U S we're a partner. And so I think we'll continue to work those channels as the relationship takes on some, you know, a different course, I guess, now that the Michaels are home, but that said, there are still many Canadians who remain detained in China. Mm -hmm. So build a coalition. That's what the Canadian government has to do. And perhaps I would think, I would imagine those discussions have been ongoing and maybe have intensified now that the two Michaels are back home. But as you mentioned, I mean, this cannot be us. It cannot be Canada on its own. We need to build a a coalition of uh, partners to, to really figure this out. Well, that's it. And it's complicated because especially given, you know, what the two Michaels have gone through and how long this has been, there will be many people who, you know, take a who who do take a very hard line and, you know, are, you know, keep, keep, shut China out. And Aaron O'Toole's position on China has been very much, you know, China is is 
an international menace that we should be, you know, as distant from as possible. On the other hand, you look, listen to somebody like Colin Robertson, who, you know, who has so much expertise in the issue and is like, look, you know, China's, China's out there. We have to deal with them. It's not an option for us to um, pretend they're not there and try to ignore them, right? Like they, in terms of our trade relationship, we, we all have to kind of find a way to cope with it. But at the same time, um, find a way to be like to deal with the human rights side of it too. And the Beijing Olympics coming up, right? Like there's no avoiding this stuff. This like we are, we're just going to have to kind of continue to work with partners to, to manage it. Joined by Laurie Turnbull, political scientist at Dalhousie University, talking about Canada's next moves after the two Michaels were returned home. And what does this uh, say about, or uh, where does this leave the fate of Huawei, do you think, uh, Laurie, and the fate of Canada's 5G network? Should we still be engaging, do you think, uh, with Huawei on this, uh, the future of the internet, as it were, 5G? So this is another, you know, another example of how, you know, even though the two Michaels are home, we still, you know, there's going to be file after file that prompt conversations and negotiations about our position on China. I mean, we've seen already that the Five Eyes, um, our other partners have either, uh, you know, restricted Huawei from the 5G because of this, this, you know, sense that that Huawei, even though it's a private corporation, has these close ties to the Chinese government. And so there is a major security threat there that you know couldn't couldn't necessarily be managed and so i don't know how canada would canada would do any different than our partners particularly in light of of canada's experience with china with respect to the two michaels but at the same time the federal government is saying you know a number of departments will work on it given um what what huawei is capable of just in terms of technological development alone you know, but at the same time, balancing that against uh, the security considerations. And so I can't imagine Canada doing different than the other than our partners, than our allies. But at the same time, you know, the federal government will review the situation and they're saying, you know, we'll do what's best for Canada. Yeah. For those that don't know, Laurie, what is the risk here? What is the risk of using Huawei for our 5G network uh, in this country? Is it exactly what you just alluded to is security, uh, privacy? Yeah. And I mean, I think given... Um, the fact, and, and so, yes, there, there are those risks, but also knowing, you know, like how, how will that affect, um, you know, Canadian safety in China? How will that affect if we're going to participate in the Beijing Olympics? You know, like what, all of those considerations, we can't, um, we, again, like we can't pretend China's not there. And if we take action against China to restrict um, you know, their activity and to kind of leave them out of things like this, then what will they do? How will they retaliate? Like, we'll have to be aware of those things, too. But at the same time, it's clear from the situation with the two Michaels, you you do have to take a hard line. The risk is that they come away from the situation and think, well, yeah, hostage diplomacy works because we got, you know, Meng Wanzhou came back and, hey, that was a win for us. And, you know, so because as soon as she she came went back to China, the two Michaels come back here, although they're saying, no, no, that wasn't the case. You know, they were released because of health conditions and they're trying to keep, you know, safe face over that. But it's, re- it's really, really tricky. Like none of the issues can be dealt with in isolation because each one will then have that domino effect on the next one. Just finally, and I am bearing in mind here that your expertise is politics, not technology, but uh, what are Canada's options when it comes to uh, 5G? Do you know, does Huawei, are they offering something that another provider doesn't or or just can't? I mean, uh, do we have to go with Huawei, do you know? 
So, yeah, I mean, like definitely <laughs> want to make that disclaimer for your <laughs> list, listeners. I am not a technological expert, but from what I can gather from what I've read, there are options and, you know, companies that that are in Canada that have been relying on Huawei for, you know, their services have managed to either um, get out of that or really reduce that reliance. And there are other companies that, that offer services that you can switch to. And so we're not up against it. You know, like, it's not like we don't have a choice. There are ways for us to be able to still to work with other partners. All right. Whether it's technology or politics, Lori, we appreciate your expertise uh, in your time with Thank us this you. afternoon. Thanks so much. Thank you. There is Laurie Turnbull, political scientist at Dalhousie University, and we're back after this break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.